Welcome back to another edition of the Extra Time Podcast, exclusive to Spotify and Apple Podcast. This is a chance where we get to, of course, talk about some of the topics that we don't usually cover in our regular episodes. Today, it's Angus, it's just me. I will be discussing with you when the sport will resume. That is our main topic today. See what every different uh, code is doing, especially in Australia. See what they're doing to restart their competitions. We have a few big uh, big uh, competitions elsewhere around the world also trying to restart, so we'll cover a little bit of that as well. Now, of course, I mean, big news over the last couple of weeks. Uh, the curve in Australia is flattening. So coronavirus cases are going down. Now they're, they're below about 1% in Australia. Now this is, this is largely due to social distancing rules that the government introduced. Uh, so that was a big help. And, and I mean, now that the cases have gone down, a lot of, uh, a lot of industries and I mean, particularly sporting industries and sporting codes are planning dates to restart their domestic competitions. Quite, quite big competitions overseas, especially. I mean, the English Premier League, they're, they're uh, attempting to restart their season, I believe, on June 8. And they're trying to cram in the, the remaining games in, in the space of about 30 days. Now, they've been giving, uh, given backing from the UK government. So that's interesting to see how that, that'll play out. The Bundesliga, of course, Germany's top football division as well. They're also aiming to return as soon as May 9th. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see whether because of course the cases over overseas have generally been a lot worse than in, in Australia. We've handled the virus quite well. A lot of see uh, countries in Europe and especially the Americas and in in England, they've had a pretty tough time handling this virus. So it's interesting to see that these sports are hoping to restart so soon. I mean, May 9th, that's in, oh, that's in like 10 days. So it'll be crazy if um, they can get that done. The NBA as well, they're, they're aiming to get uh, players back practicing. I believe they've got uh, individual players practicing already or, or something along those lines, people able to go to, go to the court and shoot some hoops and, it's that that's good to see as well because America have been really they've been hit badly by this whole coronavirus pandemic. I mean, in Australia, okay, so we've we've got the NRL, we've got the AFL, and we've got the A League, and of course the Super Rugby. Those are the main codes going on right now. The NRL, they've been the ones in the news a lot recently. They um they've been taking up the the headlines, the majority of the headlines to say the least. Uh, they originally they were quite ambitious. The NRL they wanted to restart the competition on May 28th. Now, f- oh, a couple of weeks ago, I was very negative about this, or not negative, just very oh, pessimistic. Just I didn't believe it was going to happen. I didn't believe it, it it would go ahead, and now it's becoming a lot more likely. Over the last week or so, my stance has sort of change it's changed quite a quite a lot the broadcasters uh, of course channel 9 foxtel they've both agreed to restart the competition so that's green lights there that's the main money influx that the uh, the NRL get uh, the government have given the NRL permission as well to restart on May 28th now this is 
this is as long as they adhere to the uh, the strict uh, COVID-19 uh, social distancing rules and stuff like that. Now, the NRL, they've put forward their own 48, I believe it's a 48-page document, biosecurity document, where uh, that, that they'll implement to all clubs. I think all clubs have seen it now. Um, and this just outlines the basic stuff that uh, that they expect the clubs to do, these strict lo- guidelines that um, players must follow. And as long as they follow this, uh, the government are fine with the NRL going ahead. Now, big news in the last week was the Warriors being given permission, of course, to come to Australia from the New Zealand government. So the New Zealand uh, government gave them that permission and now the Australian government has allowed them to come in. Um, They're still waiting on permission from the New South Wales government to train as a team. So that's the important next step for the New Zealand Warriors. Um, But it's likely that that will be granted, that... Uh, training access will be granted and they will be able to uh, gather in Tamworth, which is the new location that they'll be looking to stay at. So they'll be at Tamworth and they'll be able to train together and uh, and hopefully they'll be able to uh, be up and running by May 28th to kick off the season. The, uh, the NRL's Project Apollo, which is uh, the group that was tasked with finding the structure for the remainder of the season they've come back and it's 20 rounds they believe 20 rounds will take place this year that's been locked in and we will have a final series after that and a grand final and state of origin will be played after the grand final so big news out of uh that project apollo group that uh They've been trying to figure out the structure for a couple of weeks now. Finally, they've they've decided on one with the broadcasters. So they've decided to go for the longer length. Uh, initially, there was talks whether it'd be 17 rounds or 20 rounds. Uh, Channel 9 wanted 17 because they had the T20 World Cup at the end of the year. And Foxtel wanted 20 rounds. So they've landed on 20 rounds. So they've also decided to play the grand final on October 25. That's good news for NRL fans because we get some more more rugby league to watch. And it's good news for the NRL in general because they've landed on their their season structure. That, so that's one more task on the checklist complete. So they've only got a few more to go now and we will be able to get the NRL season up and going. In other sports, AFL, of course, they're looking to make a return. They were a little, little bit more... AFL have been a little bit more cautious when it comes to the coronavirus, I mean, which is understandable. A lot of people have been quite cautious. The NRL were very ambitious, and originally people were going, oh, my God, that that's pretty crazy. Like, they can't expect to get this season away on May 28th. That's crazy. But it's looking a lot more likely. Uh, the AFL... Uh, uh, sort of following suit, I guess. They're uh, they're planning on starting sometime in June. They've also uh, considered a range of different options to play out the rest of the season, including what's really exciting: an eighteen-team lightning carnival. It sounds like a it sounds like a pokey machine or something. The lightning carnival, uh, eighteen teams uh i believe all based in melbourne or or somewhere in victoria i think they're still deciding on 
where the best location would be, but pretty much everyone just plays each other really quickly. I mean, hence the name, lightning round. It all It's all done really quickly. We have finals and we're out of there as soon as possible. Try and get as much of a season in as possible. Uh, all players in that competition, of course, will be in an isolation hub. So similar to the other leagues, the NRL and the A-League, they'll be every, every single player will be tested. They'll be they'll be uh, held to strict guidelines that they can't break or else they'll pretty much receive fines or, or, or bans from the game. The A-League. Now, the A-League has been quite, uh, very quiet, actually. They are, now, they, they are determined to get the season underway. The A-League, of course, was the last code to stop playing, and that was back in late March, March 24. So the A-League, uh, the FFA, of course, they they mentioned that they want to get the remaining five rounds and the final series completed before the end of the season, which will be a big effort from everyone uh, everyone involved in the A-League competition. They'll have to pretty much they'll they'll have to do what every other code is doing: get permission from government, from state federal government, state governments. Um, and ensure that the player safety is is number one. But hopefully they can get that done and, of course, all players adhering to social distancing, all that stuff. So hopefully they can get that done and we can hopefully see A-League returning on our television screen soon. Rugby Australia will also be looking to get the Super Rugby season restarted. Railing Castle... Uh, stepping down from her position as chief executive of Rugby Australia. So I think they've got a few things to work out before they start planning on resuming their season, but we'd like to see that go ahead. I'm sure all rugby fans would like to see the Super Rugby or a, I mean, we've we've discussed on this our podcast about a domestic rugby competition. That'd be great. Uh, as long as we can see some rugby on the television as soon as possible, uh, that'd be that'd be ideal. I just wanted to address this as well. This was an important part of this ET. Now, there's been a lot of flack as well for for competitions wanting to restart. A lot of people are going, okay, you know, like fair enough. We we uh, we love sport, but the the safety and and all that of the players is is the priority. Of course, that's the priority. I mean, no one's no one's denying that that player safety is the most important thing. These these guidelines that uh, these sporting codes are introducing, particularly the NRL, the NRL has copped a lot of flack for this, but the guidelines they're, they're implementing are actually safer than uh, the ones that the government currently have. They're, they're more strict than the ones that government currently have. They, I mean, they include regular checks, you, you, you can't do ride sharing apps, all that sort of stuff. You can't meet people who aren't involved in the competition or, or, or from your team. Uh, so they've, they've got a lot of strict, strict rules as to what players can and can't do. So safety, uh, of course, is the most important thing. And uh, Peter Vlandes has done a brilliant job for the NRL. He's, he's outlined that, uh, that 48, I think it's 48 pages or a 48-page biosecurity uh, document that he sent off all, to all the governments and, and all the clubs. 
mean, look, at the end of the day, the NRL is an industry. Okay. People rely on the NRL for employment. It's a billion, it's a billion dollar industry. People rely on it. At what stage do we allow people to come back to work, to make money, to provide for their families? And I'm, I'm thinking logically here, we, we may never find a cure for this virus. We may never find it. So we need to start doing this slowly, but slowly start bringing people back to work. And I know people are going to say, well, why is the NRL or why is the AFL, why is the A-League, why are they more important than, you know, us regular Joes? Why can't we start going back to work and why can't we have uh, these restrictions lifted? The, the NRL have outlined these these biosecurity uh, measures that'll make it safe, a lot safer. They're, they're, more, they're probably more restrictive than what we have going on right now. So if you're, if you're thinking that they're getting any freedom, they're not. They're really not. But I think now the, the aim is every, every business should start having a, a sort of plan to start reopening, I guess, as soon as the government gives permission for that, all that sort of stuff to happen. But waiting until the virus is gone in an unknown number of days, months, years is a horrible, I think it's a horrible, I think it's a weak I think it's a defeatist plan. I I just don't see the point in just thinking that this thing will disappear. It, it, it won't disappear unless we find a vaccine, and that may never that may never happen. So I think it's a it, it's smart that the NRL are restart are restarting their season. I think it's a lot more possible now than it was a couple of weeks ago, and I think a return to normality would be great for a lot of people. This virus, it's had a horrible impact on people's lives. And a lot of people don't know this, but particularly mental health-wise, it's been so damaging for so many people. And a return to uh, a normal sort of world uh, before this whole virus uh, took over would be just great. And I think the NRL are doing the exact right thing here. And I think the AFL and the A-League should be following suit so we'll we'll see what happens over the next couple weeks, whether everything goes ahead as planned. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed me rambling on a little bit. Uh, th- this is what we tend to do in these ETs. Uh, so if you've got anything you'd like us to discuss, talk about, just send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. At in- Instagram, we're underscore beyond the sidelines, underscore Facebook at beyond the sidelines. You can check us uh, our, our usual episodes out on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So we're doing a lot of filming work now. So that's really cool. You get to see our beautiful faces. These extra time episodes, of course, exclusive to Spotify and Apple Podcast. So it's a great opportunity to uh, view one and then chuck one on in the car and listen to it in the car. So. Just let us know what what you'd be interested in us talking about. Uh, Once again, thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this extra time episode. See you guys next time.